0: Welcome I'm Anne I... Gordon here with my friend and Khavruta, your Dana Ozband, our DAF of the day, Masachet Yevamot DAF non chet, page 58. I'm actually going to start at the very top of the DAF, where we have an ongoing, or the continuation of yesterday's discussion about people who are, for various reasons, you know, unqualified to really get married, perhaps to get married at all, to anybody, some of them, and then what are the implications for that when when the man of the party is... A kohen, and what does that mean for truma? So, Rabbi Mayer he says that if a woman is um, betrothed to a kohen, right, and she's the kind of person who is unfit to marry him, right, meaning she or she's a chalutza or whatever, one of these people who, because of what they're calling what we we'll call holy reasons or sanctity reasons, is not permitted to marry a kohen but in this case is now betrothed to him. Um, She is now, according to Ruby Mayer, she is disqualified. She's not allowed to partake of truma, Um, even if, and this is the bigger, stronger statement, even if she herself is a bot kohen, even if she's a daughter of a kohen who used to be able to eat from the truma, the fact that she's now engaging in this or about to marry somebody who is not, she's not really allowed to marry, um, that is going to be the problem. Likewise, if she would marry him fully, right, not just betrothal, that would disqualify her. But for Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon, who say that this betrothal would not disqualify her from her own eating of Truma, then getting married to him also is not going to um, disqualify her, meaning she will be able to continue to eat from Truma despite this particular dynamic, this particular relationship. The Gemara doesn't like this quite. How do we know this, right? Meaning, maybe Rabbi Meir is only talking about about betrothal, right? Where that's the Kenyan, you know, that puts her in this designated role as a one-on-one relationship with this man, this Kohen, but, you know, um, according to the says, but chuppah, chuppah isn't doing that. Chuppah doesn't kone, it doesn't acquire her, it doesn't designate her to be uh, specific, special, whatever, for this man. Meaning, in terms of her then being, the Hebrew would be miyua, like, again, designated that she's only ever going to be with this one man. So, according to that, um, the chup itself is not going to you know, eliminate her ability to have trauma, um, even if betrothal itself would. Maybe, maybe the is trying to draw a distinction between what happens with the kinyan of Kidushin and the chuppah, the phenomenon that takes place with actual marriage. Inami, or maybe, maybe Rebbe Shimon, maybe and Rabbi Shimon, when they were talking about, it, they were only talking about Kidushin and they were not talking about um um, they weren't talking about. Maybe then, when they were talking about actually the wedding canopy, or in fact, sexual intercourse as part of marriage, then perhaps what that means is that she would then be disqualified from partaking of truma. Meaning, at the end of the day, what we have here is, you know, a fairly classic tanaim, where the tanaim have different opinions over. The degree to which this union would disqualify this woman from having truma, and then the uh, Gemara gives here an ekelamem. Uh, El we can say that really it was already talked about by other people. But plugged the hanitani, the tanya nisu E zovazo, kishe wrote up solot nasul v'lo nivalu. We have a case here, right, of people who they marry each other right? And we're talking about a woman who's fit to be married to this Kohen, or she's not fit to be married to the Kohen, or they came to the Chuppah, but they didn't yet sleep together. Then they have this kind of, these women have this um, pretty special status where they both aren't allowed to eat from his food, and, again, but benote Kohen here, right? These are people who are daughters of Kohanim and therefore eligible to eat from truma to begin with, so too here they are, even though they are in a situation where he may have a problem with the truma or she or you would think that this dynamic between the two of them would puzzle them would invalidate their ability to eat from truma they're still allowed and so the Gemara says you know that this the Gemara concludes basically with this idea that you know this machokit is old and meaning old I don't mean old hat I mean dates back a long time, the question of whether they were able to eat with truma, which reminds me of the fact that, again, all of these tanaim are really talking about a situation which was no longer exactly in practice, right? The the tanaim are talking about a situation after the Beit HaMikdash has been destroyed. Nif de nisu, nisu mamash. wants to understand this breita, right? Meaning, are we talking about a fact that they've gotten married, but they didn't sleep together, Is that the case? Is that what we're talking about when we say a couple got married, that they haven't fully fully consummated it? Or are we talking about even a case where they've consummated the marriage? And the Gemara goes on to discuss, you know, exactly this question of um, how much does this full marriage, you know, or the stages towards a full marriage, at what point is this relevant to her ability to partake of Truma, meaning she can eat from his food she cannot partake of Truma or can she still and then again, the point seems to be that she can go through the chuppah ceremony and still partake of Truma, but then if she actually sleeps with him, that seems to disqualify her. Why that would be meaning why the physical sexual act is the is the dividing line is unclear. it does not it does not address the Kumar here does not address why this would change her status in a different way than, Chupa itself, or for that matter, Kidushin, both of which would require a get to separate them, but she still hasn't lost her own rights, I guess, whatever, to the Truma. I-, I suppose it means that there's some kind of, um, whatever, desanctification that's going to take place in this union that isn't supposed to happen.
1: So, I, uh, you know, I think some of what these last few Zappan are with is a little bit like what constitutes marriage, right? Is it the act of, of, you know, Kiddushin, or is it the sexual act that is permitted because of, you know, marriage? Uh, or the in-between stage. Right, or the Kiddushin in has happened
0: And that sorry Huppah Huppah has on. happened, right? Meaning where Kiddushin, if, that, if Kiddushin is that formal betrothal that requires a get, But then after that, you've got chuppah. And then after that, you've got sexual intercourse, right? Or sometimes we say that marriage takes place via the marital bed. But this seems to be an in-between stage where you have chuppah, right? Like a a ceremony, a public acknowledgement of marriage. And it isn't yet finished, I guess, until consummation.
1: Right. So it's sort of in a way trying to like go through all the different stages, I think in a way of Considered to be a valid marriage, right? Is that, or what are all the pieces that need to happen in order for that relationship to be considered a, a valid marriage? I, I, am not sure what else it, what. What else is happening here? Because it's stage oriented. It's like if you have this, but you didn't have that. You know, it, it, it It's interesting. It's really breaking it down. It's interesting,
0: in and I think it also. I, I, there's something in this that seems very specific. It's a very narrow case, right? A bad Kohen who marries somebody who's a Kohen that she's not supposed to marry. And along the way of the stages of marriage, she can she can continue to eat truma because of her rights as her to truma coming from her father's house. And even though she can eat from the food of the husband's house, she's not yet invalidated from truma as a participant here until after they've actually slept together. There's it's. It's not just about marriage. Meaning, things about, let's say, inheritance or or the right to all the things that usually come with marriage seem to already be in place, but she hasn't lost lost the right to Truma yet.
1: So uh, I'm going to move on to another interesting case that sort of, uh, in my mind, is still sort of playing sort of these games of trying to figure out sort of what is the interplay between all these different. Ceremonies that we do, and here we get back a little bit more to like the issue of ma-mar, uh the sexual act, which really is all that's required, me and Hatorah, uh, for Yibum to actually take place or for Yibum to be completed. And so the the bottom of Amudbet has the following case: Shlach so Mashmei Rabbi Yochanan. So Rav Chanina sent in the name of Rabbi Yochanan and says the following: Haose Amar so let's say uh, somebody does Ma'amar with his Yavama, the Yeshlo Ach, and there's another brother there, right? So let's say Ruven dies, okay? He leaves his widow, uh, Rachel, and there's two brothers left, Shimon and Levi. Shimon does Ma'amar with Rachel. Let's say these were all Kohanim. When she is in between stage of Ma'amar, but not actually having Uh, completed Yibum by actually uh, having a sexual relationship with Shimon, right? She's actually from Truma. And the reason for this is the following, is that because by Torah law, Levi, the third brother, actually could still have sex with her, and they actually would have done Yibum. There's only that Shimon has done sort of this rabbinic layer, right, of Ma'amar, Um, And, you know, they're sort of, you know, uh, they've done some type of a rusin or they they sort of have begun uh, the marriage process. So while she's sort of waiting for to complete Yibum with um, Shimon, right, then this lady is prohibited uh, to marrying her. And she's therefore a woman who's basically waiting or has the potential to sort of have inappropriate or or not. With lady. And therefore, until that uh, relationship between Shimon and Rachel is actually consummated, she is not allowed to have truma because there's a potential for her to have a prohibited relationship in the sense of she could do yibum with Levi, but that's prohibited because ma'mar was done. So then the Gemara says Laman, right? According to which Tana basically is Rabbi Yochanan making the statement maybe it's according to the opinion of Rabbi Mayer, right? Right? So if we want to say it's according to the opinion of Rabbi Mayer, Rabbi Mayer said that a woman who's basically sort of reserved for this invalid sexual act is not allowed to eat truma, right, when that act is actually prohibited from Torah law, when it's to but dirabanan mi'amar. But if it was a act that was prohibited dirabanan, which would be this case that we just said of, uh, you know, of Shimon who did ma'amar and there's still sort of Levy waiting in the wings, right? Mi'amar uh, uh, did Rabbi did Meir actually say this? The El Rabbi Rabbi Shimon. So rather we could say this is according to the opinion of Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Shimon. To Rabbanah Mibaye, right? So now we could say they hold that a woman who is reserved for a type of bia, right, for a sexual relationship that would be prohibited by Torah law, actually could still eat truma, right? right. Why would we need to say any bia when we're talking about bia that is prohibited by rabbinic law? So in other words, what's the chiddusher of the statement of Rabbi Yochanan if we're going to say? That he holds like Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Shimon, because Rabbi Yochanan's situation is specifically talking about a derabanan, and they're talking about uh they're that those tonight we're talking about a derabisa, ella. So rather, kiata, Ravin comes from Eretz Yisrael, and he's going to modify Rabbi Yochanan's statement. Amar, Yavama Yavamata. Right. So the Yavam does mamar with his Yavama, and he has a brother. So again, same case. Ruven, Shimon, Levi. Ruvain dies, he leaves his wife Rachel. Shimon does Ma'amar with Rachel. Everybody says that Rachel would be allowed to eat Truma just based on the fact that Ma'amar was done. ach halal. But let's say Levi is actually a halal, meaning he is is a, a Kohen right, who's, let's say, his mother was a divorcee and shouldn't have married his father, who was a priest, and he actually wouldn't be allowed to eat truma, right? hakol In that case, when there's a brother who's a halal, then she would not be allowed to actually eat, Uh, she would not actually be allowed to eat the truma. What they disagree about is a case where he gave her a bill of divorce. Right. So Rabbi Yochanan says that if she was given a bill of divorce, right, she's a bat kohen. So when she's in her father's house, she's allowed to eat truma. Okay. She is basically, she can now go back to eating truma. Okay. Cause we don't have to worry about this halal brother and this prohibited act, this potential prohibited, uh, uh you know, uh, 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 uh sexual relationship. a She's actually not allowed to partake of turma. So again, this should sound a little bit familiar to those previous missions we saw that wanted to discuss all the interplay between mamar, uh, you know, Ma'amar, get chalitza and kedushin. Uh, sorry, not and bia. Right, all things playing together. So we sort of have a similar thing here, right? Rabbi Yochanan Amar. So Rabbi Yochanan says, <laughs> "Oh, Chalet, I feel Rabbi Meir da Rabbi Yochanan said she can eat truma, right? If she, if he gives her a get after mamar, even according to Rabbi Meir, right? Who said in the Mishnah that she can't have truma. Because this only applies when she has the potential of sort of waiting for a, a, puzzle for a relationship by Torah law, right? But if that, that, a uh, prohibited sexual relationship is only prohibited to Rabana, she can eat Torah. She can eat excuse me. So in this case, since they haven't done Chalitza, right, there's still some type of Zika Ban by Torah law, right? It's prohibited by rabbinic law from them consummating, from Rachel and Levi consummating um that particular marriage. Mayor, once that get was given, she still would be allowed to to eat the Truma. Rishlakish Lakish says she cannot eat the truma. I feel the Rabbi Elizabeth Shimon. Even according to Rabbi and Rabbi Shimon, the Amar, the Yochel, who say in the Mishnah she can eat truma. Honey, lo This only applies in a case uh, where what uh, where a priest can entitle or basically can have a woman uh, eat truma, right? Because of uh, because of this betrothal that they had, because of mamar, but here when he gives her a get, right, he can't get her to eat truma anymore, right? Lo, so therefore, by giving her a, a, a get, she basically loses her right to eat truma. And then it goes on to say, and if you want to say, right, that in this case of a get, he can. Actually, he can cause her to eat truma because she goes back to her father's house and she can just eat truma there. Right? But a woman who returns to her father's house, times she was like cut off from her father's house. In other words, she was not eating her father. She was not allowed to eat truma from because of that relationship with her father's house. Right? And she's, she's close to her father's house right? She's being nasha, She's part of the father's house. Um, and therefore, she can go back to eat truma and part of her father's house. But there was a break there. However, this case with Ma, who gets this get, she's still bound to her yavam, because remember, they still haven't done chalitza. And therefore, she would be disqualified from eating the truma altogether. So I, what I thought was interesting about this case, it is a little head spitting, is You know, we went from a few dopam ago sort of discussing what was the how did Ma'amar and Get and Chalitza and Bia all play with each other. And now the Gemar is taking it a step further. They're saying, okay, let's say we have a case of Ibum, What does this mean practically in terms of Truma, right? Does Ma'amar allow you to eat Truma? Does it not allow you to eat Truma? What happens if a Get gets involved? Does that take away your right to eat truma? Are you still allowed to eat truma? Um, and I think all of this, you know, besides the technicality piece of yibum, I think what I've really gotten out of sort of this stuff and the previous stuff is there was a lot of technical halakha around who actually was allowed to eat truma. And when did that right actually begin? Like, it wasn't so much as like, oh, you get married, now you can eat truma, or, oh, you're a bachoyin. You're always allowed to eat truma. There's actually very intricate halacha around this. And I think this passage shows it in particular because, uh, especially with Reish Lucky, she's a Reish Lucky, uh opinion, because of this transition that a bat coin particularly can do, where she sort of transitions from father's home to the new marriage, right? And sort of like, whose truma are you really eating? You know, like, I think that's really what the question is. It's not so much that, she as a woman has a right to eat Truma, but it's sort of like where is the source of that right coming from? And that's and that's what's unusual. Even if you're a back coin, once you leave your father's house, that source is no longer your father. That source is actually through marriage. It's not by right because you're a back cohen, which I find to be very interesting.
0: Um I so I think it's interesting. I think I've been thinking about this also that I find this whole discussion about Truma, I would say first it was a little bit puzzling to me. And now I kind of feel that it's representative in of something bigger that I don't yet, I don't know that yet we can, you know, characterize it well. But it seems to me that this question of the right to eat Truma becomes representative of, you know, how far are you in the muck of the thing that's not supposed to happen? Or to what degree are we talking about Kedusha? Like the baseline of of Kedusha for Kohanim is going to be, can you eat Truma? Right? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have a, a characterization yet, an umbrella here. But I, I think that when I first said when I was talking, I said, oh, because it's a very narrow case. I, I kind of feel that this Truma example becomes a much bigger case because it's representative of something I don't know, of of the nature of sanctity or something like that. Yeah, and I think it's also
1: explaining to us that there is, you know, it's it's reinforcing the point that even though Ma'amar does, from a Torah level, there still is a potential for her to do Yibum with that other brother. But yet that relationship is still prohibited. And when you're talking about Kohanim, so I think for anyone else that doesn't really have anything practical, but... For a Coin it does involve sort of like, where's your source of truma? Like, what's allowing you to eat truma? And I think that's sort of the question with women that comes up, and particularly about Coin sort of all along has been allowed to eat truma. You know, you have to sort of trace back. It's not just like, oh, you're a Coin, you get to eat truma. You have to really look and examine what's allowing you to eat truma. And it's not just by virtue of the fact that you're a bat Coin.
0: Right. Right, exactly. And and I think that this is, I feel like this is another doctrine, right? Like somebody can go investigate all of the places where the the right T. Truma is being adjudicated and draw conclusions that I, I would like to know.
1: Well, that's our DAF discussion for the day. review Reviews and all major podcasts. Thank you to revenue for hosting us on the Hadron website. Let us know what you thought about this stuff on our Talking Talmud Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn.